Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey. Hey. This is Cinebuds. I am 88.9's Justin Varney. I'm Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard. And today we are talking about The Weasel's Christopher, you want to give us a rundown on The Weasel's Tale? Yeah. The Weasel's Tale is about uh, kind of legendary cinema icons all living together in this big, beautiful house. They're older now. And then these two, uh, two, what do I call them? Uh, <laughs> what do I call them without giving too much away? Two real younger people, agents. two sure. younger real estate agents happen upon them seemingly and uh, form a bond with this older actress and try to get her to sell their, her house and to reinvigorate her career. Yes, I, I think that it is uh, is one part Sunset Boulevard, one part Knives Out, one part Latin soap opera. I am concerned that you said all three of those things because <laughs> it's like I want you out of my house and <laughs> stop stealing my notes. <laughs> and because it is all three of those things, I really liked it. I was charmed by The Weasel's Tale. What about you? Weasel's Tale is a movie that made me realize I have been watching a lot of bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> because the Weasel, it's the kind of movie that it's just, it's really fun. It's funny. Very funny. Uh, uh, very but, funny. Yeah, very funny. And it has a visual quality I love in a movie. Same. I've never said this about a movie. I've never, because I'm not, I'm not that, you know, I'm a dummy. The lighting was the star of the movie. The lighting was so amazing in this movie. Yeah. Um, And it had a fun but intricate plot, and it reminded me why I love movies from Spain and Argentina, which have this connection that I have a vague, vague uh, realization of. (laughs) But we'll talk about that more. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed this, and it really kind of awakened in me a need to watch more movies like this. I think so too. Um, I think at the heart of this movie, it is a drama and it is a plot that will pull you in and keep you moving. And I think that that's really interesting. I think it does that really well. It keeps you wanting to watch. And also the jokes were just so good. And it was it's, sassy. It, it was like, it a, was so sassy. It was yes. like smart Alex, a bunch of smart Alex in a room, but really clever. Cause I mean, one of them is a writer, one's a director, one's yeah. an actor. So they all really quick with their little digs. They're all playing on each other and backbiting and little backhanded. And sometimes, you know, this is a movie that is in Spanish. And sometimes in a movie that is in a foreign language, the like humor is hard to translate. A lot of times, like those don't come off because like so much of it is delivery and the beat right. and how you like how it comes out of your mouth. But um it was like it completely translated in like the the pettiness yeah. <laughs> of, of the humor was so funny. There was a few times where I had to rewind because I know I missed reading something mm-hmm. based based on their facial expression. I'm like, wait, I think I missed, uh, and I did. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> you got to be sharp. You got to be sharp. Yes. Um, okay, we're gonna talk more about the Weasel's Tale 
in the podcast. Weasel's Tale right now is on Sofa Cinema, which is part of Milwaukee Film. Christopher, as part of Milwaukee Film, how do we how do we watch movies on Sofa Super Cinema? Super easy. Just go to mkefilm.org slash Sofa Cinema. You can rent it there. You can watch it on your computer, or you can get a little code to watch on a Roku or Apple TV or whatever you like. And we are going to talk more about Weasel's Tale after the break. We make it our mission to amplify positivity. So we're starting 2021 with gratitude. Thank you for supporting the Radio Milwaukee team. Because of you, we're still here to be your work from home companions, your go-to for music discovery, and more. We're excited to bring you new projects this year, plus the programming you know and love. Want to help us make it? Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to join today. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film. Offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at AssociatedBank.com slash MKEFilm. Member FDIC. And we are back. Hello. Hello. Um, Weasel's Tale was so much fun. I like honestly, I was not expecting it to be as much fun as it was. I was. I had high hopes based on the trailer. The trailer looked really fun, and the director is Juan Jose Campanella, who won an Oscar in like 2010 for one of his films, The Secret in Their Eyes, which was like a big, a big deal film. Um, and uh, so I was like, oh, this will be good. Uh, this will be. I think I think it has a lot of uh, strong merit to start with. So I feel good about it. I'm glad because I set my expectations mid-level, never right. set them high, and, uh, <laughs> and it worked out. <laughs> uh, so what else did you like about this, Christopher? What's, like, what stuck out to you about this being, you know, good? I, the, the couple of things I liked about the humor of this film is it really referenced itself a lot. I it really like that too. Yeah. It was, fi- it was a film about these old Hollywood types uh, and they're retired and they're a little bit smug now and they hate each other. Like all of the the people who live in this house together, they all, none of them get along or at least two factions of them don't get along. And so it's real, real quick, but they also make these really funny references to the plot of a movie while being in a movie. Uh, The best one being at the beginning when they're, enjoying this retired life of leisure. And they're like, so I love, I love being in not a movie because if this were a movie, this is where we're all happy and contented. And this is where the villain would come in. And then you see in the back, a car pull up and and it's funny because you know, like, Oh, here, here we go. Which like so often like will happen in a movie and I'll like roll my eyes at because they're not, because it's like not self-aware, but because it is self-aware. And there's like a couple of times where, where they did that and it was like, I, I'm, you know, and they also like had restraint with it too, where I, yeah. there was like a part where I was like, if they look at the camera, I'm going to turn oh, this yeah, movie yeah. off. Because no, it's that. Not, it's not the office. It is, right. <laughs> and so they, they, they don't like overuse it, but they right. use it so tastefully and uh, uh, in a way that was like uh, really fun. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, they make a couple references to it throughout, but. Yeah, again, not over overly done, um, but also they rely on the audience kind of getting it too, which is really right. nice. Um, I loved that. I loved. I did love the old world 
uh, and the new world kind of clashing. I like right. that element, but I realized what I like so much about this movie. And I've realized this before is representative of movies from Spain and Argentina, which have a connection that I'll vaguely talk about in a second because I don't know that much. Okay. Uh, but I've, I just started to notice when I look at films by like Pedro Amadovar and then, um, uh, there's a, a filmmaker named Damien Sifan who did wild tales, uh, just a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and a few others, Spanish films, um, and Argentina films. They have this element of drama. Like we call this a drama. I would call this heavier on the comedy th- mystery thriller sort of thing. Yeah. But, I get why you like why all of those things apply because a lot of their writing is as if someone uh, wanted to make a soap opera, but they, they recruited very good writers Yes, and gave them time more than like a weekly soap opera or a daily soap opera. They gave them time and gave them, they said, we want drama. We want twists. We want uh, melodrama even. Yeah. Uh, But we also want, self-awareness comedy and cleverness yes you have all the uh, excitement of a soap opera and like kind of almost ridiculous scenarios of a of a soap opera but written written really well um and acted really well Uh, it's really i mean that's like (laughs) such a nice formula that i didn't realize i would enjoy so much me too. It had like it had so many elements to it, and also like the acting was really good. Yeah. And I, I when uh, it it was even when it was when you're reading it, you know, and yeah. uh, it like it the acting translated and the the deliveries translated, and uh, I, I I felt it was just so good all around. Yeah, and Graciela Borges, who's the star of it, um, like she's been she's done like fifty movies. She's like uh. Argentinian royalty. Is it Argentine royalty or Argentinian? I don't know. I don't know which of those, uh, but she's, but she's like a, an icon of their cinema and uh, a few, like I think a lot of the people in there really have a good history there. So she that makes perfect. it even more interesting. Cause it like plays on her vanity so much. Uh, yeah. I, I am really glad that she is like, was a legit right. star like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can't recommend this enough. I mean, I think this is the kind of film, if you're not, if you're not, uh, it, ugh, what am I trying to say? If you're more wary of watching foreign film, if you're just not used to watching foreign film, it seems like it's a different world. This one is a very accessible, but very clever and funny film. You just have to read some subtitles. And the more you do that, the more you get used to it. It's not, it's not an issue anymore. I, and I think it, I think it's like the tone that so many people are always looking for when you watch a movie. It's like not so, it's not like two hours of like, okay, strap yourself in. We're going to be like doom and gloom. It's not super serious, but it's not like, it's not too funny where it's trying to be too funny or laugh out loud. It's not like too much of anything. It is like a perfect, enjoyable, quick, funny, interesting thoughtful twist turns it is mm-hmm. like all that tone that i feel like that so many people are looking for yeah. when you're just like looking to spend two hours watching a movie. yeah when you mentioned knives out i thought that too and knives out is the perfect comparison because it's 
it's light and dark at the same time. Right. There's some gen, except this one I think is a touch darker, but it is just a, touch a darker. just a bit and in a really clever way. Um, but it's got humor. It's got mystery. It's also got a really cool house. Yeah, I was going to say a big, beautiful house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, and I did, and I just touched on this and I'll just say it one more time. The lighting in this movie, the photography is great. It's very smart, but it's also subtle, but the lighting, especially in the first sequence where you kind of see the house. Oh, it's just, I want to live in that light. That was, I, I wrote down, loved the opening scene in all caps. Yeah, the opening scene's really cool. I, I referenced earlier the connection between Argentina and Spain, and I've looked this up a couple of times, and I've never gotten a super satisfying answer, but I have noticed that Spanish actors and Argentinian actors will be in each each other's country's films. I don't know. And I remember when that. you were talking about this, and I was like, that's a bit of yeah, a weird connection. Yeah, and Argentine films are often up for Goya Awards, which are the Spanish, uh, uh, Spain's Academy Awards. Right. So there's a lot of back and forth between these two countries, which are essentially pretty far away from each other. And I do do know that Argentina was occupied by Spain for a, a long period of time. There was a fight for independence, which they gained. But there's a lot of back and forth politically and uh, between these two countries. And I believe there is now, from what I understand, kind of a smoother relationship between the two. But they do have a direct relationship um, after having been occupied by Spain for so long. Um, uh, Ups and downs, as all (laughs) (laughs) histories goes. This is like the worst a uh, history lesson you're ever going to get <laughs> upside down uh, <laughs> colonization, not yeah. great, but there's some still a connection. Were, there. Some people were naughty and some people were nice. Sure. Uh, though I do think culturally, I think because of that connection, they have a lot of overlap. So from what I understand, that's what the, con- the vague connection between the two, but I have noticed in my viewing history that uh, films from Argentina and films from Spain, uh, really appealed to me specifically like out of uh south american cinema argentina really i I, hits my list uh as well as mexico mexico has a very different vibe than argentina and i i like when you can start to see those different cultural yeah what like what is the difference what's like what's the vibe of i feel like Argentina, like I like we talked about has a lot of connection to spain having that uh very melodramatic uh, yeah, storytelling, yeah. but skillful, and also you know has almost it's a more European. It has a connection to Hollywood kind of vibes, uh, but Mexico has a much grittier. Uh, has a lot of films that are a lot grittier. Even their like, uh, even their like more fantastical films have this darkness to them, and a and a, a more they also have more realistic tones. They have a lot of films that have a lot more just gritty reality, but even in, that bleeds over even into their fantasy, which is another, it's two different worlds and they're both incredibly good at those. So, and it's so interesting when you start to like dig into a country and seeing the themes that arise from the country, whether it's like China yeah. or, you know, I've been watching the Korean films. Yeah. yeah. Oh Yeah. And yeah. Korean, a Korean revenge. Film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they have, uh, they have a lot of stuff about class issues in their film. Oh, totally. Yes. Um, but they also are really good at that thing we talked about. I think when we talked about parasite and maybe another film is where they'll mix, they'll change the tone of the film halfway through. And Multiple t- times. That has always been like 
such a, th- a thing that immediately goes, oh, that's two different movies. That's a bad criticism. I don't like that. And then they make it work. Like right. they're the ones that are really good at just, oh, I'm going to take a tonal, tonal shift halfway through this film. And it's mm-hmm. okay. It works for them. So mm-hmm. they're really great. They're great at that. But yeah, I love different countries kind of figuring out their vibe once you see enough of their films in a row. Yeah, I think that that is super, super interesting. Yeah. And, uh, like, for the Korean one, like, watching... I'm glad that, like, Criterion does the, like... They'll, like, put them together and have an expert talk about, like, the difference. And I'm like, I live for that. Live for it. Someone who has, like, done all the, you know, done all the homework and stuff and then tells you what to look for as you're, like, watching the film. (laughs) I know. And all these countries, I should say, obviously have different styles just like America does. But even, I mean, it, it's hard to see with it when you're in America. Oh, what's the tone? Oh, we have a lot of different stuff, but outside of the country, they have a very specific view of what our films are like. So right. you're always, obviously there's variety, but the ones that you have access to and you hear about the most all seem to have, mm-hmm. not all, but mostly have, you can start mm-hmm. to sense a tone. So yeah, I mean, highly, highly recommend this movie. Yes, The Weasel's Tale. You can watch it on Sofa Cinema. Uh, you want to plug that one more time, Christopher? Yeah, uh, Sofa Cinema is at mkefilm.org slash Sofa Cinema. Um, I think it's time for our favorite segment. What else are you watching, Christopher? What else am I watching? <laughs> that is a good question. Um, um, wow, I have not watched much since we talked last let me that, see. Well, have, have I really? You just want me to talk about mine because I think that you'll be pretty interested. Let's go. I watched Blade for the first time ever. Okay. I'm both excited and concerned about this conversation. <laughs> because I've never seen it before. Yeah. What'd you think? I uh, I just know how much you love it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's a, it's a bad start. I have a... <laughs> I have a poster for sale. Do you need one of them? Dude, what's going on <laughs> with Chris Christopherson in that movie? Oh my gosh. Here's the, and Dude, I will, the hair, the whole vibe. It's like Chris Christopherson is like the tender, you know, tended heart, tender-hearted song boy. He like yeah. studied Shakespeare in uh, England, you know? Did he? he? Is, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And now he's saying, calling people suck boy. <laughs> Yes, he is. There's a lot of lines. This is a funny thing about Blade. (laughs) Through all three films, there are a bunch of lines that I'm like, is that the take you wanted to use? Why did you (laughs) say it like that? You said it. You stressed such a weird word in that sentence. I really really liked that it was like a superhero movie before they like figured out superhero movies. First Marvel movie. First Marvel Studios movie ever. Was it really? That's that's for your bar trivia. I literally got that at a bar trivia night once and I felt so proud of myself. Wow. Yeah. Um, So it like has a bunch of, you can see like where they're leaning with all that. Um, First off, Blade, no one has ever looked cooler ever (laughs) in the history of looking cool. If you really, here's the thing. If you really take a minute and just line by line <laughs> deconstruct his look, it's absurd. His haircut. I mean, his haircut really needs to be talked about. The way it's, that the samurai sword fits <laughs> into the jacket. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like there's a holder for it in the middle of the back of the jacket. And it's such a tight fit. You, I don't care. <laughs> I, I understand you're otherworldly, but to get that sword into that slot yes. without looking, impossible. <laughs> yes. It's not but a possibility. That, and so it's like Blade is like the coolest looking dude on the planet to ever have existed. But also, like, why does he have to talk that way? <laughs> I'm glad he did. I don't know. I'm so glad he did for three movies. It is just, it's so painfully obvious that he is, like, putting on a voice and it could not be faker. And, like, just, like. Whatever you thought about this movie, I need you to finish. I need you to watch Blade I 2. I am going to. I need you to watch Blade Trinity. Because then we need to just have a whole show where we finally just sit down <laughs> finally just get it out there it's, it's because, all culminated to this and i want you i don't want you to listen to this before you finish watching all three but there is a great i think it's an audio interview with pat oswald i thought it was something you were gonna say i was no, like no no no, no. <laughs> how do you expect me to not listen I to want, you? turn off your headphones <laughs> right Kenny, record it, but don't let <laughs> Justin hear what I'm about to say. No, there's a Pat Oswalt talks about his time on the set of Blade Trinity, and it is so insane and funny, but also awful. Um, wow, but, excited that Pat Oswalt is in Blade Trinity. Oh yeah, oh, there's a, <laughs> the Trinity has is a star-studded cast, and it is oft. Uh, thought of as the worst of the three. It is my favorite of the three. Oh boy. Oh God. Blade is a perfect blend of genuinely good and genuinely bad. <laughs> so, Remember how I this started off with me watching this and it ends with you giving the final say. I think <laughs> I don't think any of us expected it to go differently. I don't think so either. <laughs> what did you think of it though, I guess? <laughs> I think you just said it. I okay. think that your yeah. that is your review accurately represents exactly what I thought about it. I mean, I am yeah. I am disturbed and I cannot look away. <laughs> the first one is so nice though cuz it's just a simple a simple story he of a boy so and a cool. sword. And, uh, uh, I yeah. can't wait till what happens in the second one. We do have to talk. Which I will watch this week. We do have to have a show about it because I have a lot of thoughts about Chris Christopherson. I love how you like didn't think that that would ultimately happen, even though you've been saying it for years that we should do one. And then finally, at the end of this conversation, you're like, you know what? We really should do one. You you know what? (laughs) Well, honestly, I didn't think of it too much because we often talk about newer films and this is just uh, uh, a a side passion of mine. I've watched, (laughs) right. I've probably watched this movie or these movies more than I've watched any other movie, (laughs) which is messed up, but it's a, it's a started as guilty pleasure and I'm no longer guilty. Great. All right. We'll talk about the next one next week and then we'll, we'll do a whole one. This podcast is half about blade already. Yeah, I know for real. All right. This has been Cinebuds. Congratulations. Congratulations. This has been Cinebuds. Cinebuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Yeah. Our theme song is from walkie musician Brett Newski. Uh, we get handcrafted sonic inspiration from the Licensed Lab. Fancy. It's fancy stuff. Uh, also, thank you to the members of Milwaukee Film and 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. Yeah, the wind beneath our wings. And the wind beneath my wings. I was trying to 
tied into Blade, but there really aren't any wings. The wind beneath my <laughs> full-length leather <Leather-ster>. duster <laughs> is Christopher Pollard. Oh, you get out of town. The Blood King would have never come back unless you were here with us. I mean, the Blood King, it's so difficult, as you saw, to get him to come back. Oh, oh, yes, it's like, it is. How many chores do I have to do to get this Blood King back? Also, we get support from the one and only Associated Bank. I am associated with that bank. Nice. Thank you. 